You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. My name is Scott Nerney. I grew up in Warwick and have been a homeowner for over 30 years in our lovely city. My goal with this podcast is to highlight what is special about Warwick and how you can get the most from our seaside community. This podcast is presented by the Varnum Military Museum, located just over the border in East Greenwich. Patrick and his staff have a fantastic museum. I must see a lot of information about Rhode Island residents, especially Warwick residents. Please, when you stop by, go on their Facebook page. Thank them for supporting our podcast. Our guest today is Warwick Mayor Frank Pacosi, who asked him to come to the podcast today, talk a little bit about financial update of the city, his short-term, long-term plans, and building for our future. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for supporting us. Always happy to be here, Scott. Let's talk a little bit about um, lead off with financial update. So I know the budgeting is a year-long process or multi-year process to kind of align ourselves. And you're working now with the, I dare to say, 24-25 budget. Mm-hmm. One of the things that uh, folks have bantered about, and I just want to get some clarity, is the ARPA funds or the what we would call COVID money yes. is leaving. Uh, and that's been used to plug a lot of gaps in the city budgets, and that won't be able to make the city budget next year. Can you clarify that? Yes, it hasn't been used to plug gaps in the city budget. We've put almost all of it into infrastructure. Um, In other words, um, replacing roads, uh, buying fire trucks, garbage trucks, that's all done through the budgetary process. You can't spend the money without it being in the budget. We had that problem the first year. I had um, $32 million, but it wasn't in the budget, so we couldn't spend any of it in that budget cycle. It hasn't been used to um, plug holes. We did temporarily the first year, but we were able to make that up with a surplus. So all of the American Rescue Funds have gone to infrastructure. Okay. And there's a little bit more left for infrastructure for the next budget coming up next July? Uh, yeah, we have um, some of the projects we're not going to get done this year. I mean, we can only do so much. Sure. Uh, but that money will be in the budget for next year. We have to, by federal guidelines, we have to have it obligated this coming year and spent by the, pre- the, the following year. And that could get extended because I know other cities and towns, they just weren't as efficient with this expense. But we had a, a, a ton of infrastructure needs. And by doing it that way, I mean, that's money that was going to have to come out of future budgets or, or loans from the infrastructure bank to pave the roads or for bond. So doing that, we've saved the city millions of dollars into the future. Okay. I do see the new rescues flying by once in a while. Uh, I really like to see that. They're, they're not broken down, and it seems like the, the, the services are much improved. Yep. Um, we have another one coming in. We've gotten two um, engines, and we have two more coming. The, the, the build dates are way out. But, um, you know, when I first got here, it was one of the worst things. Besides the garbage fleet, the, the fire apparatus, we were constantly borrowing um, backups from other towns. And we were we just spent a fortune on overtime and parts trying to fix broken junk trucks. As a matter of fact, today um, we just called into service our new tower ladder truck. It cost one point three million dollars. We were able to get a little less than a um, million dollars from uh, a federal grant uh, with the help of Sheldon Whitehouse and um, Senator Reed. So we put that into service today. Had it, we need, we're in desperate need of a ladder, but we would have had to sacrifice engines and rescues if we bought that with our own money. So we were probably about four hundred thousand dollars of ARPA funds um, towards that one point three million dollar truck. So we're in very very good shape now. Great. 
Talk about a little bit about the revaluation. So last year we had a revaluation uh, in the tax bills when people saw their tax bill go up, but it was more kind of catching up with the past few years. What's the schedule for that going forward? Um, we have another reval, a full reval, um, the year after next. Because okay. if you remember, we skipped one year, right. we, you know, and that saved people a lot of money because they were going to get that increase. Um, it actually saved them, uh, you know, it was less of an increase because the, the previous year commercial had been way down because of COVID. So the burden was shifting, the burden was shifting over to residential. A lot of that straightened out by delaying that one year. Um, and I have to say, we have less than half the uh, appeals that we did during the previous um, reval. And I think it's because people didn't suffer sticker shock as much because sure. they were expecting it because their homes are worth so much more money than they were. Okay. And one of the things that as we talk about taxes and, and payments, uh, recently the school bond payments were authorized. Yes. Obviously, those aren't issued already as uh, into the market. But what tax year would you expect to see those payments begin? Uh, you wouldn't see that until 25 at the earliest, okay. may, maybe 26 fiduciary year. Okay. Uh, it's going to be well over a year before we um, have to go to bond. We have to come up with the money for um, design, and uh, that's probably in the neighborhood of $20 million. But we have some pay-go money as part of the state reimbursement program, and then we use the rest of the money out of the fund balance. So you know that'll save us a lot of money with interest payments. Great. And union contracts, we're pretty well sewed up with those for now? Yes, we don't have anything upcoming for close to a year. Great. One of the challenges uh, this past summer were weather extremes uh, rained, and I think at this point it's 14 out of 17 weekends in a row. Uh -huh. So obviously stretches well back into the summer. And you talk about the Beach Pass program that started a couple of years ago. Was that uh, what you would consider a success again, even with the poor weather? It has been. I don't have the numbers this year. I know we did. Um, I don't want to say turn a profit, but we uh, it paid for the the uh, gatekeepers, the ticket takers, and the um, litter patrols we put out there. And I actually um, hired more than we've had in the past to pick up the litter, try to keep the beaches cleaner during the day, and it paid for itself. Great. Speaking of beaches, can you talk a little bit about the new warning system developed for Connecticut? Yes. Um, it's up there. I, I haven't activated it fully yet because we tested it thoroughly. And um, there was a lot of question with the signage because we have to go back and forth with our insurance company. Uh, but it's, just, it's ready to go now. But it's the end of October, so we probably won't bother doing it until um, spring now. Okay. Uh, Unless we have another run of beautiful weather, but I don't see that coming. Oh uh, well, I, I, we're okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm fine with another eighty degree day. Yeah, you know? we're we're taping this in the beginning of October, mid October. So we had seventy this week. I'm okay. Yeah, sixties you know, and fifties, and I see forties at night. So hopefully people aren't on the sandbar at forty degrees. No, <laughs> not not in the water, anyways. No. Uh, let's talk about re-election. So you have an election coming up next year. Yes. Um, I know federally we're always like three years out from the election. It's time to like really buckle down, but locally it's a little less stressful. Uh, are you planning to announce at some point soon? Um, yes, I'll announce the appropriate time, which would be in the spring. Okay. But, but I do have every intention of running for election. Okay. A lot of the things I've started um, haven't been finished yet. Uh, you think of a two-year term. You get elected and you're there about six months and you already have to start thinking about re-election. And uh, things like um, the skating rink, I, that's not going to be done by the end of this term. So I want to see everything through. Okay. Yeah, I mean, four years seems to be a little bit more of a comfort to 
come in, get everything, get your people in place. If you were a new mayor, obviously, um, and you're not running again in six months, to me, it seems like a huge benefit. Yes, it does. But if, on the other hand, four years is a tremendous obligation, so it makes sure. you stop and think. Okay. Let's talk about building for our future. You mentioned the skating rink or City Hall Plaza. Um, where are we with that? I know the Beacon recently had a article about it and some photos. Get people excited. Yes, we went out to bid for the naming rights, and we had a minimum bid of $250,000, and I was afraid that was pie in the sky because we're not established. It's brand new. It's, it's uh, you know, Providence is in the capital city, and it's it's been there for two decades. Uh, so we got two bids, actually, in uh, both local companies, and it would have been my number 1A and 1B choices. Greenwood Credit Union was the top bid with $300,000, which is $25,000 more than Providence gets. So we were very pleased. And Dave's Market made a very competitive bid also. They have local companies. They just have a lot of faith in it. They know it's going to be good for the community. Both of those um, uh, companies, too, they do so much in this community, uh, youth, sports, n- nonprofit, and they do it in a very quiet, low-key way. So, you know, it's uh, I'm so happy it's them. Great. Yeah, I love both of those companies. Yes. Mickey Stevens, I know there was a lot of discussion recently about refurbishing those fields. You had a plan of action as to the different types of activities that would be there and the work it's going to require to kind of dig through that facility and repurpose it? Yes, we had to go out. It's taken um, two years. We had to do an environmental review because uh, there's a former landfill back there. They buried some construction debris from when they built the skating rinks. And that's what made everything settle over there. Like, you know, you have almost like sinkholes. It, it made everything unstable. So we had to do an environmental review that takes a long time. We got it back and it was favorable. It tells us what we can and can't do. Now we've uh, the planning department has made some conceptual plans, the conceptual only. Sure. That has to go back to the DEM to see if it uh, meets with their approval. And then it's going back to the committee that started this. And, um, you know, in the conceptual design, we have tennis courts, we have pickleball courts, uh, we have uh, skateboard park, baseball fields, um, basketball courts. So now this will go back to the, it's not mine to decide. It'll go back to the committee and we'll see what we can fit in, you know, in the budget. And there'll also be a walking track. We're trying to make it so it'll be um, it'll be for use for as many of the residents as we can, not just a baseball complex and not just a softball complex. There'll be a playground there. So it'll be someplace you can take your children or people can go walking on a nice evening. It's not just going to be, you know, one or two sports. Okay. And let's talk a little bit about new businesses that are opening up in the area. I know there's some hotels, the the, we had talked in the green room before the podcast about the U-Haul uh, yes. starting up. So let's talk a little bit about what you're seeing out there. Um, well, in addition to what we've already seen, we're starting to you know repurpose a lot of buildings. Um, the former Dunkin' Donuts just opened in Hoxie, that beautiful new store. Yep. That was three stores that were closed and broken down, and I never thought they'd be occupied again. And then uh, Seasons on Warwick Avenue, they built the old Rite Aid that was closed down, another building I never thought would be, you know, be used again. Sure. Um, Carvel got torn down. He's got a lot of projects going on. He'll get to that. It's supposed to be a bank and I think I guess a retail component. Across the street, the old mobile station was there for 100 years. Yep. That's that beautiful neon now. Um, now, Rock, uh, Ann and Hope is going to become a U-Haul storage. And, I mean, there's been some criticism of that. We don't need any more. Actually, we do. Storage is a very hot commodity in the city. And keeping in mind, um, we're looking at the potential of 800 new apartments being built in the next year or two. So storage is going to become even more on demand. 
we have a lot of commercial residential um, uh, facilities coming up, and some of them are going to have retail components with them. So, you know, right now the planning department is the busiest department in in, in, War, in Warwick. Um, we just have so much coming to the city. City center is finally coming to fruition. Uh, you know, transit-oriented district, uh, just a lot of great things happening. It's going to increase the tax base. It's going to increase our population, and it's going to help the economy. And with all the new apartments, it would be a blessing for people who want to move here from Boston. Uh, the hybrid-type work atmosphere seems to be a little more popular, so people can live here, work here, and then maybe if they need to take a train into Boston or Back Bay or somewhere up north, they can still do that a couple of days a week. Exactly, and that's what the um, city center is designed for. It's a transit-oriented district. It's supposed to be pedestrian and bike-friendly. It's for people to commute. Uh, the former Sheridan Hotel, that deal was finally consummated um, last, the week before last. So they're going to start moving forward, building workforce development houses there. Those are for professionals or people that, you know, they, they don't want to have a house in the suburbs. They just want an apartment. Then they probably jump on the T and go to, you know, up north or down south to, uh, to their job. Um, okay. So it's kind of another aspect of Warwick. Because Warwick is uh, basically a big sprawling suburb where mm-hmm. we all live. But then that end of the city, it's, the potential has been untapped for years. And now with the airport there, with the train station there, um, Ripter will come into the fold. It's designed for mass transit. So it's another aspect of Warwick that we haven't realized yet. An airport that has just recently, as of today, named the one of the top 10 airports in the world. Yes, it has. It's, uh, it's amazing. It, it has. And I mean, it continues to grow. Um it can be very inconvenient for us, and, you know, we hear the noise. We we have to put up with a lot there. But it's also a great revenue generator. Uh, we wouldn't have 18 hotels if they were in here. We wouldn't sure. have a lot of the retail we have. So, you know, there's it, good and bad with it. And, um, right. Cargo facilities are coming to it because that's part of the future. Uh, we're in negotiations because we want it to have as little impact on the city as possible. One of the things um, we're going back and forth with, we want – the cargo trucks to go right onto um, the airport connector. We don't want them to go down city streets. Uh, that'll require the city, the airport corporation, to come up with millions of dollars to fix their infrastructure in there. But I just don't want tractor trailers on the street. You know, our traffic is as bad as it is. We're trying not to add to it. Right. Great. Let's talk a little bit about redevelopment of uh, former school properties. So the first one on the list was Randall Holden, which my beloved elementary school. Yeah. I went by the other day and it's just dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss it, but uh, it's going to be a lot of housing. It is. It's sad. I think there's going to be about 24 units there. Okay. Um, the former Wick School, I think 42 houses are going there. Um, then the former Alders School has been sold to a developer. It's called Wind Development. What they're going to have there is um, senior, affordable housing for seniors, 55 and over. They're going okay. to have 75 units. That's going to be a process. takes about two years um, to go through all of that. They're donating the land behind it that was an athletic field back to the city for city use. So that's fantastic. Wow. And they've, um, it looks like we're going to get the gym back, too, for a community center. Because they don't have an interest in it. But the important thing there is we all wanted that beautiful building to stay up. Right. Uh, we didn't want them to just come in and raise it and build any kind of commercial there. So that was a huge win. The only um, 
former property we have right now is the old administration building. That one's a little more difficult because there are some deeds restrictions on it that prevent us from selling it right now. But we're working, you know, it's it's not clear. So we're working through the legal aspects of that one. But after that one, I've liquidated all of the properties that I inherited. Great. Yeah, and a couple of years on Aldrich is a really quick turnaround. The, the, the company that bought it seemed to be really get to the get to the meat of putting it back together and on the market. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all worked out. The, the schools where the housing's going, that's more residents in Warwick. Our population keeps growing. We already have more than Cranston. I don't care what the census said, because <laughs> um, you can't count the prison. But, um, you know, it, it just helps everything. It helps our tax base. It helps our economy. More businesses will, will get more money. Uh, we'll open more new businesses. It, Warwick, just, it, Warwick is thriving right now. Great. And, and, that's, last, and that's in spite of high interest rates and a kind of a slow of economy. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Lastly, let's talk a little bit about the holiday fun in the city. You've got some uh, event uh, planned for in the Appenog area. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's December 9th. It's going to be a day-long festival. We're going to have a, uh, a parade. Um, Santa Claus will be there, fire trucks, you name it. Uh, we have a, a, lot, uh, a slew of volunteers, and the person running um, the parade is one of the key players in the Gatsby Parade, so I know that'll be done right. Nice. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of events. We're even going to have in City Hall, so you can go in and get it warm for a little while. Um, we're going to have movies like uh, Rudolph, so the kids can go up there and watch a 30-minute movie and then go back out. We're going to have you know, face painting, uh, the balloon guys, food trucks, and vendors. It should be a great day. Hopefully it doesn't rain because it's on a Saturday. Well, you're the mayor, so you can <laughs> you can pro- have a proclamation of good weather, right? Well, I've done that a number of times this summer, and we've had a lot of cancellations. <laughs> I mean, one of the things people told me when I was running is they want more community events because right. we just didn't do that. And this community loves to come together. Every time we have one, there's thousands of people. They're very successful. But this year, I think probably 75% of them got canceled because of rain. Yeah. It just it's it just difficult. hasn't been great. So I'm hoping we turn the corner there. All right. Thank you to Mayor Picosi for coming on and talking to us about Warwick and everything that's happening in the city. It's a great time to be in Warwick. For those not living the Warwick life, come pay us a visit, see what Warwick has to offer. That wraps up another edition of Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. If you have any comments, content suggestions, or questions, drop us a line at warwicklife at gmail.com. Thank you to Tester Manuelian for our lead-in and closing music. She's a music major with an incredible career ahead of her. See you next time. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The Voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.